Linda Pinizzato. She's not your typical realtor. She's your real estate counselor, teacher, and advisor. Whether it's a house, townhome, or condo, when you're ready, she's your negotiator. With 34 years of experience, Linda guarantees that you have the real estate knowledge you need to make the right decisions. Call Linda Pinizzato at Sutton Group Quantum Realty, 416-561-7373, or visit her at lindapinizzato.com. Hi, you're listening to Linda Pinizzato of The Condo Expert, and we've had a very wonderful, interesting conversation from a senior living in a condominium that was willing to step forward and talk to me, called me this morning, and I'm going to see what I can do for him and everyone else in his building. It's wonderful when people step forward, are willing to take the bull by the horn and say, okay, you know what, this is not right. I'm going to make a change. We need to be vocal. We need to stand up for our rights. There's no question about that. The last three days I've been, uh, as a realtor, I'm actually the government relations chair of the uh, Mississauga Real Estate Board, and I'm involved with the Toronto Real Estate Board as well. And um, we have conferences that are put together by the Ontario Real Estate Association, and they're called PAC, and they're the Political Action Committee. And a lot of times, I think sometimes I wonder if the general public really knows what a fabulous initiatives are taken by government relations with the real estate boards across the province. There's a lot of like, for instance, there was a campaign that they call, which was called Home Ownership Matters. A very important campaign because it does matter. It doesn't matter what it is that you own, but home ownership does matter. Because, you know, the bottom line is, is that, you know, I think that it's everybody's dream to somewhere along the way, people aspire to be a homeowner. And whether you are a homeowner of a, you know, single family home or a multifamily dwelling like condominiums, it provides you a better quality of life. Don't forget, you know, because you are a homeowner, you're building your equity, you're building your wealth. Without that, what do you, like for instance, I'll take the senior. That's a prime example. As a senior, okay, today, any senior across the province, if they're a homeowner, they do have some wealth in their properties. And, you know, now they've been able to, hopefully after all these years, be living without a mortgage. That would be fantastic. So granted, you know, for instance, in condominiums, maintenance fees have gone really, really high in, in some buildings, in particular, some of the older buildings. The senior that I spoke to earlier was 82 years old. Their value of their property is roughly about 210 to 20, because I checked the resale, I checked the values of it, checked the sale prices in the last year. And there was four sales in that particular building, and they all ranged in around the same price. And the maintenance fees are all in around $700. But think about that for a moment. You're paying seven hundred dollars in maintenance fees for a property that's valued at two hundred and ten thousand. So right off the bat, that tells me that there is a problem. So what I was saying about is that, you know, now you could look at the other side and say, okay, fine, at least you're owning a property. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Because if you're paying rent, then you're going to have to, you know, you're going to be a a lot more than seven hundred dollars a month for your rent. And this particular building is all inclusive. 
But that's not the point. The point is, is that there has to be a way that these buildings need to be protected from ridiculously increasing maintenance fees. Now, we're not talking about the cost of living. Okay, so if the cost of living is going up by 4% because of utilities, say water, hydro, gas, whatever the case is, some service contracts and so on, we understand that. But we're talking about the mechanics of operations within a building. Has due care and due diligence been taken to take a look at the contracts and make sure that there isn't any kickbacks and that at least three quotes are being provided from reputable companies in order for the boards to make a valid decision and get the best bang for their buck, the best service, the best product, and certainly the best price. But, you know, getting back to, you know, the whole real estate world, we have stats here that 72% of Ontario households are owner-occupied. And that's in, you know, that's that's an interesting figure because, we, you know, there's been a lot of talk back and forth about how many condominiums are rented out. And then, of course, there's the other subject about affordable living. But if you really think about one thing, every home, and this is a stat that I'm getting from the Ontario Real Estate Association, is every every home purchased in Ontario pumps $47,575 into the economy, furniture, home improvements, related items. And on top of that, the home sales in the MLS generates over 80,000 direct and indirect jobs annually in Ontario. So there you go. So who's keeping our economy flowing? There is an overwhelming majority of 94% of Ontarios agree that owning a home provides a stable and healthy environment for raising a family. Now I'm taking some of these quotes directly from the Ontario Real Estate Association. And, you know, if you really take a look at, you know, anything to do with government relations and you start considering voting, you know, like, we're, are we having an election? Are we not having an election? What is going on? Next year, I know the city of Mississauga, of course, is open for an election. And there's this talk, the municipalities are talking about, you know, trying to persuade the provincial government to bring forward a land transfer tax in other areas. Like right now, of course, there is one in Toronto. But can you just imagine if all of a sudden that people have to find a way to pay for a second tax? They already have to pay a provincial tax. There's no doubt that that is going to target all home buyers. And it's also going to deplete them from the additional monies that they may have in order for them to go out and make home improvements or, or, or buy new things for their new home. It's also going to affect families that are out there and maybe want to put their children into curricular activities. I mean, do we want to see community centers all across the uh, province empty because families can't afford to put their children into these activities? Never mind the kind of benefits that integration of activities, whether it's in the arts, whether it's in the sports, how does that help your children develop? The children, you know, the future of our province and our country. So, you know, it's interesting because right now I believe that the stat is uh, in around six or seven out of 10 people don't believe that we should have ever had the Toronto land transfer tax. 
And I know that, you know, every time we turn on the radio, we're hearing about Ford, this, that, here, there. But, you know, I have to give him credit. One big thing, he's trying to get that land transfer tax reduced. Sometimes I wonder if he would have been in, if he would have been the mayor at the time that it was implemented, would we even have it? Would Toronto have the land transfer tax if Mayor Ford was the mayor at the time that that was implemented? There's a question for you. So interesting enough, you know, when you talk about politicians, it's a proven fact across Canada, certainly across the United States, the people that are going to the polls to vote are seniors. And if there's anything that I can do with this show, the condo expert is to pump it out there that to all the politicians that we have a lot of seniors that live in condominiums. And right now, do I believe that some of them are intimidated and aren't coming forward? Yeah, that's probably true. Do they want to fight at this time of their life just to protect the equity in their property and and make sure that they have affordable living in their condo? They're already on a senior's pension. They've already got a restrictive amount of monies available to them. And for all you know, they may have health issues where, yes, they have to visit the pharmacy every month. And it's wonderful because there's so many pharmaceutical companies out there now that offer discounts to seniors, especially for that reason, just to help them get through life and be able to afford things and be able to live a nice quality life. But what is our government doing for seniors? What is the Condo Act Review doing for seniors? And what are board of directors doing for seniors or against seniors when they don't even open the door to talk to a senior or provide proper information as to what's going on in the building. It's talking about trying to work together with everyone. You know, let's look at the problems. Okay. It's not about creating more cash cows and everything else. It's about looking at the problems because as I quoted early, earlier, homeownership does matter and it matters in a variety of different ways. So if we want to keep our community flowing, we certainly can't be overlooking condominiums. When there's 1.3 million condominiums, I'd love to know what the stat is for seniors in condos. I think we may start to try that poll. I'll have to talk to the directors of the Condo Owners Association and see if there's some way. I imagine Consensus Canada should be able to give us, you know, maybe a number on that. But you know that in 2010, Home sales across Ontario generated $9.3 billion in additional consumer spending. It only shows you, and I know sometimes, you know, people get upset with their realtors, but I, I honestly, and, and they really, you know, I can't comment on that one uh, because I'm going to tell everybody out there that, you know, as being a realtor for the last 34 years, from the bottom of my heart, I'm telling you, it is not about the commissions. Certainly not for me. Of course, I need to make commission. That's my income. And when you're in a job where if you don't sell, you don't make a penny, you have to have that as a concern. And of course, it dictates, you know, your hours of work and what you're involved in. And, you know, you have to, you have to juggle your schedule. But you're also a, at the forefront of working with your clients and trying to give them really important advice. And that important advice will impact the future of their life. That's the strength of a realtor. 
And it's really, it, it's interesting because, you know, if you go out and you, um, you know, you purchase a product or, you know, you go out, you buy something, you come back and, you know, and you use that product for the next two years, five years, whatever, and you toss it out and you go back out. Do you track down the salesperson that you dealt with? No. But if you've had a really, really good realtor and that realtor now is part of your family, that's, I'm very fortunate. I haven't advertised in years because my clients are very important to me. And the referrals that they give to me are equally as important. And I'd like to think that I'm making a difference in their life. Sure, I'm selling them the property. But but the point is, is that it's not just about the property. Why did they choose that property? They chose it because of the advice that I had provided. They chose it because it was in the neighborhood that they wanted, the style that they were interested in, the money that they could afford, the uh, the style of living that it's going to provide them. And the longer they stay there, because I, a lot of times I'll get people that honestly, they don't, they don't move for, I'm not talking five years. They've been in the same house for like 20 years. <laughs> and, uh, then when they're calling me back in, I mean, of course I'm selling to their children and so on, but when they're calling me back in, they're calling me back in to, to actually downsize them now. So they're going to take all that equity that they have from their property and, you know, for whatever reasons or whatever they're going to use it, they're changing their lifestyle. The kids have grown up now and, you know, they're they're moving into a, a whole new different horizon. But if they're bringing their kids into the picture, I'm getting them started in their life. So that's why when you look at things that, you know, the Ontario Real Estate Association or the Canadian Real Association advocates is about things that are going to affect the consumer, almost to some degree, a consumer protection. For instance, I know that on the table now they're talking about mandatory energy audits. Is that coming right now? No, that could be maybe a year, two years, three years away, but you can't wait till the last moment and and all of a sudden turn around to the provincial government and say, oh, by the way, you know, we don't agree with this. You have to start lobbying before that time so that you do have some input. And that's why government relations is very special and it's very important. So if you look at issues out there as a consumer, I'm going to tell you straight out that when you talk about contributions of RRSP that can be taken out for homes, for the purchase of a home, when you talk about brownfield properties and conversions of brownfield properties, when you talk about all a lot of different incentives that have gone on around the provinces, I will tell you that government relations chairs of the different real estate associations across the province and across the country have taken their time away from their commission job. Remember that. So they're not getting paid while they're doing this. This is strictly volunteer and me included, because I have been the chair now for, I think it's been about five years. And it is time consuming, but it is important. It's ridiculously important. And when they turned around and they, uh, the Toronto Real Estate Board, for instance, they arranged for the Ipsos report to get all the stats and the figures to see what kind of an impact that the Toronto land transfer tax would actually have. And they took that report and they presented it to the politicians. And what happened? Unfortunately, the Toronto land transfer tax was implemented. And it's definitely something that needs to be addressed, needs to be reduced. If not reduced, let's just get rid of it. They should sit down, take a look at the big picture, 
find ways to erase the Toronto land transfer tax and definitely never implement it ever again in any municipality across the province. You're listening to Linda Pinizzato of The Condo Expert. You have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you next time. Linda Pinizzato. She's not your typical realtor. She's your real estate counselor, teacher, and advisor. Whether it's a house, townhome, or condo, when you're ready, she's your negotiator. With 34 years of experience, Linda guarantees that you have the real estate knowledge you need to make the right decisions. Call Linda Pinizzato at Sutton Group Quantum Realty, 416-561-7373, or visit her at lindapinizzato.com. 